Hello again, hockey fans. Are you ready to brave the wild? With me, your buddy, Paladino Joey, a Wygen. Well, it is episode number 35 today of Brave the Wild. It is Friday, January the 15th, 2010. I thank you always for downloading and listening to this show, which is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Also along with minnesota.nhlfansite.com, which is nice enough to put a really cool link on their website on the left-hand side, Brave the Wild, in that whole left-hand bar. Which item is on top of the whole thing? It's Brave the Wild. So I really appreciate that from Chris to do that for me. It has greatly helped this show. Joining me today is Neil, Nate Dog Thiesing. He is returning to Brave the Wild, which is outstanding, and he makes a great co-host of the show. And how are you today, Neil? Pretty good, Joe. All right, welcome back. It's just fantastic. We had that awesome show to end the season last year. Uh, how how well do you remember that one? Oh, yeah, like it was yesterday. Uh, you know, uh, we're looking at a new season now, so I'm uh, really excited for this one. It's uh, looking pretty good. Uh, hopefully we'll make the playoffs. Hopefully, indeed, it's it's a it's a tough deal in that Western Conference. Uh, seems like every time we get hot, everybody else does, except for maybe Edmonton of late. They've been really sucking. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of that Western Conference, we have a couple of uh, games to review today. We have four games to review today, in particular. Um, of course, as you people may remember, a lot of our uh, the, the breaks have shortened, a lot of the ads have disappeared. So, because I don't really want to do that anymore. Um, so we're going to review four games today, starting with that insane comeback against the Chicago Blackhawks. And uh, we're going to get to that right now. First and foremost, Neil, when you saw a 5-1 to one score against the Chicago Blackhawks, were you pretty much tempted to say, you know what, this game's over, I don't even want to watch anymore, and just turned it off? Yeah, I, uh, I think I uh, clicked around a, a bit, uh, not going to lie. <laughs> yep. I was getting pretty disappointed. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie either because it's just like, what the hell is this? I mean, it seemed like, the well, the previous time the Wild played the Blackhawks was a mere week ago, I believe, and that was just a complete mess. The Wild just got humiliated. They're Patrick Kane and uh, Marion Hossa, they, they, kind of, they come charging to, uh, after a dumb turnover, they mm-hmm. come, yeah, yeah, they come flying at Josh Harding. All you see is sticks flying, and it's not ours. It's not the Blackhawks sticks, it's our sticks flailing in the air. And the, well, all of a sudden the Blackhawks score two goals in like a minute span. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they uh, scored and they scored fast uh, in that game. Mm-hmm. That, that was that game in Chicago, just horrible. Yep. Yeah, so then the Wild follow that up with a 4-1 victory over Calgary. We're all excited. All of a sudden the Wild have Calgary's number. So then you figure, oh, okay, the Wild will step up in that uh, Saturday, January 9th game against Chicago, and to see it, the Blackhawks just tear the Wild up to a five five to one lead, just through this, just a little bit through that second period, or actually late in the second period, excuse me, after another shorthanded goal by Marion Hosa, just another stupid turnover by the Wild, five to one. It was like, forget it, I'm not even going to watch. So all we can do is flip around for a while. Mm-hmm. And did you see this coming, Neil? Did you see this coming in a million years? <laughs> well, I guess the Hawks have uh, been pretty good this year. Um, they're one of the teams that uh, 
are uh, tearing it up uh, with uh, Kane, their young star, uh, in toes. Um, you know, they've been looking really good this year. Mm-hmm. They look like they look great. They might even win the Western Conference, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But then the Wild just come storming back. I mean, unbelievable. The, the, first, the start of the third period, you didn't necessarily think that was coming. I mean, I don't think anybody could really say say that, to be honest. Um, yeah. What's crazy about all this, the Wild only mustered seven shots on goal in the third period. And yet... Uh, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that nuts? And, and yet they muster four goals out of those seven shots. Just unbelievable. <laughs> wow. you, you talk about execution. Yeah. <laughs> and old Hugh Way, Hugh Way, the goalie of the Blackhawks, boy, did he run into a mess there. I mean, it just nobody saw this coming. Only 21 shots on goal for the Wild entire game, by the way. Uh, and, of course, Nicholas Backstrom pulled after that fifth goal, and that was like, screw this crap. <laughs> <laughs> Marion Hosas. 12-year or whatever yeah. deal. Yeah, 12-year deal. It's like, whatever. <laughs> mm. Yeah, Hossa has a lot of talent uh, mm-hmm. setting up the plays and everything. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, in this deal, yeah, the, the turnovers, getting the turnovers and capitalizing on a shorthanded goal. Yeah. But then it's just the floodgates open in that third period. Kim Janssen already has six goals on the year. Koivu, is it, was it, yeah, Janssen, Koivu, and Zidlicki in about a two-minute span score three goals. The Blackhawks just had to be, <laughs> the Blackhawks had to be beside themselves. Like, what the what the hell happened here? Uh, yeah, we finally played like we're the hometown, uh, you know, uh, like we're the state of hockey. Mm-hmm. And boy, did they ever in this game. Of course, uh, Zidlicki getting the power play goal that made it Five to four, and then Guillaume Latandres getting his second goal of the game. Now, by the way, Latandres tied the game early in that first period, and you figured, oh, this could be an interesting game, maybe a little back and forth here. And also, real quick before I continue, Latandres and Martin Havlat. I mean, this has been this has been a talker all over the place. What chemistry those two have found? Oh yeah, yep. Uh, Latandres has really come in there and. Uh provided us a lot more uh, body and physical play on the other team's uh, side of the ice. So, yeah, you know, it's really uh, surprising that he's doing this good. Yeah, and... and, and, He's a Canadian Joe. Yes, he is. Yes, he is, big time. And a a French-Canadian from the Montreal area, just like like Benoit Puglia. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And And that's all he had to give up. Uh-huh. A little bit more experience, I'd say, with Latendress than Pouliot, though. He, he just got him when he was young. Yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 terrific because, you know, Latendress at least had something going on with Montreal. More or less, he was kind of buried, and they were kind of, uh, there was a lot of pressure on him being a fairly high pick, an early second-round pick. Like, and he was in the fishbowl with Joe. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. In Montreal, That that's what it is. I mean, you cannot... You cannot screw around in Montreal. You either produce or you don't, or they eat you alive, just like New York City. Basically, it's the New York City of hockey. Uh-huh. Mm, just very tough. I mean, it's it's been a nice story, the Latin dress. Already 11 goals in the year at this at this particular point. Just amazing. And Eric Belanger factoring in in this game. He has been red hot for the Wild of late. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, his vision for the puck around the net is uh, definitely improved. I'd say or, uh, about improved, but he's just uh, seeing it a lot clearer. Mm-hmm. He really is, and, and he's even scoring goals, too. Before it was more or less he was an assist guy and can occasionally set people up, but he didn't score a goal in this particular game. Well, yeah, we'll be hitting a couple more later with him with him scoring. He's just been a he, he's been he's been more valuable this year than the previous years. That's for sure. At least right now. Yeah, he's been definitely hitting his stride. I'd have to say. Mm-hmm. But then, with a minute and a half to go, Latandres did get that second goal of the game. Second goal of the game to tie the game up. And at this point, it's like if the Wild lose this game. Sure, it'd be it'd be unbelievably frustrating for one because it's like oh they came all the way back and didn't win. Yet you figure yeah at least they get a point out of a game they're losing five to one, so that's one major positive. But also yeah, the, <laughs> oh, point, the, yep. the points always good uh, to get you know no matter what. Yeah, and especially in a game when you're losing by that much to be able to squeeze a point out of it is just crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But then to go you know but then you figured the momentum was so insane. The Blackhawks are so shell shocked. There's no way we're gonna. There's no way we're gonna lose this game. Yeah, we definitely carried it uh, into the shootout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like the, the the overtime was pretty quiet, but the shootouts what what got it done. Unfortunately, it took several shots, but yeah, the surprising <laughs> part it took you know four four guys from uh, each team or what was that? Looks like six. Yeah, was Crazy. it six from each team? Yeah. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah, yeah that, I guess that was uh, the most uh, the most guys in a shootout that I think uh, in the NHL history they're saying. Yeah, just a if back I'm and forth. Mm-hmm. I believe so as well. I may have missed that though, and I apologize for that to those out there. But yeah, I may have missed that part. But yeah, that's a good catch right there. Um, but, yeah, when Miko Koiv was scored the first goal, it's like you figured this thing's over, but no. Patrick Kane, of course, rescues the Blackhawks at the end there a couple of attempts later. And then, yeah, it was just a lot of stops and misses and stops and misses. And then old man Nolan, your pick for MVP for the Wild last season, is the, uh, is the savior. Uh-huh. Is the savior. <laughs> and then, of course, yep, the old vet. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the football coach can't get it done for Chicago, John Madden. <laughs> he's he's too busy drawing on the on the TV screen again. No, I'm sorry. I I had to. I mean, every time you see that name, it's like you just something has to come out of it. Some goofy thing that I'm gonna go with because I'm a clown. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it was it was it was nice to see Harding come out of that too. I mean, he he faced 13 shots and just come out of a game with with a win when he didn't even get to start, of course. Uh, you know, because Josh Harding, of course, has been snake bit forever, the poor guy. Yeah, he hasn't uh, usually uh, does pretty good, just uh, not as lucky or uh, I don't know. Yeah, He's had some good games, I think, for us, though, when yeah, we needed him. Yeah, and, and like the, the main thing is he doesn't get the goal support, and that's been driving us crazy. I mean, obviously, that's the final game we'll get to. It's just... It's a typical Josh Harding game where he does awesome, but the offense just doesn't even show up. Yeah. Luckily, though, the Wild do win two more in a row before that. So the Wild did get a four-game win streak after a five-game losing streak. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, ends in the city of Arches. But 
Monday the 11th of January as we move right along to the Pittsburgh Penguin game. I mean, the Minnesota Wild have had wonderful success against the Pittsburgh Penguins for an extended period of time. Heck, they had a really nice win in Pittsburgh earlier this year, a 2-1 to victory. And uh, this 4-3 to game, that was just uh, that, that was one of the more entertaining games this season, wouldn't, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's, uh, that was a pretty convincing win uh, when you got a top-talented team like Pittsburgh that comes in town, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't expect uh, much of uh, your team, you know, to put on that kind of show like we did. It was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it, was a, it was a nice effort, and luckily, yeah, it's a, for whatever reason, the Wild have had success against them, and Laton Dress was just, I mean, if you thought he was the story in the Blackhawks game, he was absolutely the story in the Pittsburgh game. Four points in the game, three assists, and his 12th goal of the year at the end that won it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you had Sidney, you had Sid the Kid in town. He had a three-point game. And of all people, that SOB, Pascal Dupuis, who, hell, was a holdout back in 03, 04. I, I always bring that up because I have to. And then he wasn't the same player after that. But, yeah, every time he comes into play against the Wild, he does well every single time, <laughs> just like uh, Dimmy, old Pascal Dimit- Dimitra, always seems to screw the wild every time we play Vancouver. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a frustrating deal, but yeah, it was a. This was just a really entertaining game, you know. There, here's Belanger getting his 12th goal of the year in this game. You had uh, Havlat again, the Havlat Laton dress deal. I mean, the chemistry really showing here. Uh, he had a couple of lines with Laton Dress and Havlat with uh, Belanger. That that's working out pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, I like the tandem duo. They're uh, you know they seem to find each other on the ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do, and and they've been talking about it in the in the in, in the paper and all that lately. How it's just it's like a perfect fit to two guys that didn't really, uh, they didn't really have. Things weren't really working out for them earlier in the year, and then all of a sudden you pair them together, and boom. Yep, the two Canadians. Mm-hmm. The two Canadian Bash brothers. Uh-oh, but, uh-oh, but Havlat's from uh, Czech, remember? <laughs> Look at you. Well, yeah, Belanger, though. Yeah, yeah, Belanger, Belanger, yeah. Yeah, yeah Belanger, but, 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 uh, but Havlat's a Czech. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's all right. I'm just teasing you. No, it's a, it's a... It's a good combination that's really worked out well, and Clutterbuck stepping up in this game as well. There was just a not much bad blood. That'll be in the next game. That is just an absolute. <laughs> that game was an absolute mess, but the Wild were able to take out Vancouver. Uh, but yeah, the Wild were badly outshot by Pittsburgh. Yet they survived it nicely. Backstrom was fantastic, stopping thirty-five of thirty-eight shots. Flurry just. Uh, didn't didn't definitely not one of his better nights and Laton Dress just the magic of Laton Dress is what carried the Wild and of course getting that 12th goal fairly early in the third period and then it was all up to all up to Nicky Backstrom in the end there. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he's uh, had quite a performance against uh, some of the top teams of the NHL. Mm-hmm. He certainly has, and he he did what he had to in this particular day. Mm-hmm. Now we'll move on to well, you could call it the game of the week. You want to, yeah, you want to say Pittsburgh was the game of the week because of the the stars were out and Laton Dress stepped up so nicely and 
And, uh, you know, everybody stepped up in that game on both teams, really, but uh, except for a flurry for Pittsburgh, um, to be honest. Uh, But the Vancouver Canucks, you want to drop an F-bomb in that one instead of the Canucks part, but um, (laughs) how much we we hate them and how much they've absolutely had the Wilds number the last three years, and the Wild win it 5-2. to Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's basically the word for that. <laughs> Excuse me. It's like we'll edit that out. No, <laughs> I'm gonna have to do something with that cough. But yeah, no, this game was an absolute. Uh, this game was there. There were so many fights in this game; it was unbelievable. And um, one of the tells, though, before we actually get to the fights later in that third period, one of the tells in this game, the Wild take a two nothing lead fairly early. But then it just seemed like we got lulled to sleep. Um, Vancouver tends to do that. They'll give up an early goal, and the Wild have scored first virtually every game against Vancouver the last two years. And then they tend to lull you to sleep, and all of a sudden they start scoring goals. Vancouver tying it up in the second half period was just, that was a real, real dampener for me. Especially that, especially when they made it 2-1 to one late in the first period. It's like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, uh, you know, Vancouver is always a tough team. They're like a team that's uh, pretty nitty-gritty like uh, us. Um, um, Backstrom, he actually uh, has uh, won now more games um, than Manny Fernandez in less of time. Uh, He's won uh, his 114th game in just 209 games, and and Fernandez took 260 games to get his 113 so yeah and that is that is quite an accomplishment because it seems like Baxter hasn't even been here all that long whereas Manny was here forever really until was it two years ago mm-hmm. yeah yeah he was here since the beginning it's like I know Manny tended to have to share time all the time and Baxter finally became the real starter but hey that's that's Manny's fault for not taking the job <laughs> you know it's not it's not anybody else's and Baxter flat earned it and uh yeah that Vancouver game I mean everything about it was a beautiful thing including Baxter becoming the all-time winning goalie and deserving it. Yeah. Absolutely. To go along with your fighting uh, talk, <laughs> uh, I have a quote here on Wild.com from John Scott that says uh, he quoted that he doesn't like to fight. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, he's pretty good at it, though. So <laughs> yes, and he I is. I think it gives us, uh, you know, uh, everyone into the game and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, uh, he made the other guy epic fail in that game. I keep forgetting who it was. I get, I'm getting them all mixed up, and I wish I wrote it down. But, you know, and also Bugard, pretty much, Bugard dominated in his fight. Shane Knighty got in a fight really late when it kind of was already, like, a lost cause for Vancouver. Um, you could tell there was a little bad blood. Was Vancouver just, for whatever reason, you know, they, they just got real frustrated in the end there and started losing it. And um, Vokun did not look good at all in this game. I mean, he gave up some real softies, but hey, we'll we'll take it, won't we? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, how how can you not? There were a couple. The puck was just kind of sputtering around, and it went right past him. It's like, oh, okay. And you know how? Why am I calling him Vokun? It's Luongo. I'm on drugs. I, I apologize, <laughs> Vokun. <laughs> Roberto Luongo. Sorry, listeners. Don't don't be <laughs> flooding my hate mail now and writing one stars on iTunes because I. 
mentioned the wrong goalie. It's Luongo, and you know that's what I meant. Um. <laughs> it's, uh, you know that when when you hear the crowd go boo, when you hear, you, at least you're thinking they're saying boo, but they're really saying Lou. Mm-hmm. Luongo. That's that's pretty much what it is. That really annoys me whenever I watch the game. I'm like, ah! <laughs> yeah, especially every time you get cheering to... his name. <laughs> yeah, because it's Vancouver and you hate their guts. <laughs> yeah. And how can you not, right? Yeah, pretty much. How can you not hate the Vancouver Canucks? Yeah. And how can it's you... like like, uh, they took, uh, what's his name from the wild? Uh... Yep, Dimmy. And, well, yeah, Willie Mitchell was the big one, really, I think. Yeah. yeah. That Willie sucked. Mitchell. And he's still there. Yeah. Rat bastards. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's amazing though how their identity changed so much too. I mean, if they were that high scoring team that could, they could give up goals, but they, they tend to outscore people. That was kind of their, uh, that, that was their model basically. And now, yeah, like you said earlier, they've kind of become a Minnesota wild type of team the last two and a half years. Just a more of a grinded out defensive team that will lull you to sleep and then, oh shoot, now they're winning the game. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you gotta, in these, uh, these days in the NHL, you gotta be, uh, pretty, uh, nitty gritty and, you know, you gotta fight for every puck because you never know. Mm hmm. Pretty much. And, uh, luck- luckily though, the Wild, yep, they took advantage of Voku. Ah. Luongo. I just got to get that out of here. <laughs> you have to say Lou to remind me. Yeah, I got to stop that. I don't know why I keep thinking of Thomas Vokun. Next thing I'll be talking about Ron Tugnut, Stefan Fissette, and uh, Ken Dryden while we're at it. So the Ken Dryden of the Vancouver Canucks. No, okay. I'll stop now. But um, it's just been... Whoa, you. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty much. I better stop. I'm going to really... I'm going to be losing everybody here. But... Uh, it's just nice to finally beat these guys at least once, and now you hope that that will uh, get some type of confidence for the Wild. I remember they won one game against Vancouver last year, and it just went out the window. Just lame. Yeah. So the well, I can't forget when we beat them uh, in the 03 series uh, mm. in the last game. Mm-hmm. That was that was the mo- that was the biggest thing of them all when Darby Hendrickson put that one in, huh? Yeah, that was awesome. That was that was a moment. I'll, I'll I'll tell you that that was a moment. I didn't get much sleep that night. Oh, it was <laughs> uh, it was just I I had a good feeling after that. Yeah, but yeah, un- unfortunately we have to leave that high for now and move on to the uh, the St. Louis Blues. And we can always uh, you know what the cliche is: the Wild were singing them in St. Louis last night. That uh, uh, was that game even watchable? It just. I know the Wild were in it from face-off to final horn, but my God, oh, what an what an ugly game! What an un unwatchable product it was last night. Yeah, yeah, it was nothing like uh, the game we had earlier this season against them. Uh, yeah, on the on was it December twenty sixth? It looks like mm-hmm. here. Um, yep. Yeah, we beat them four to three. That was a wonderful game because remember St. Louis. St. Louis and those bleeping L.A. Kings were, were two of the teams that kept the Wild out of the postseason last year. And it's not because St. Louis and L.A. made the playoffs. It's because they were, the you know, the classic spoilers at the time. And mm-hmm. they were always games, you know, home games against these teams. It wasn't like they were road games. They were home games. And the yeah, Wild. Yeah, I hate 
playing in oh. Los Angeles. Yeah. I think they uh, literally opened their doors and uh, have that ice just mm. melt and have it all crappy and sloshy. That, that's it's the sloppy. worst place. Worst mm-hmm. place to play hockey at is in Los Angeles. That yeah, that or San Jose too. I remember, but but then again, the San Jose one was to our benefit, luckily. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah, in L.A., yeah, what a mess, what a what a boring place, a boring franchise. It's just, um, yeah, they had Wayne Gretzky, but he only went there because his wife wanted to be an actress. That's all that was for, and destroyed an Edmonton team uh, that was on mm-hmm. its way to winning who knows how many more cups. But yeah, oh, there I go digressing too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you stayed on topic, but I kind of went a little too far there. But, um, yeah, it's these two teams continued to screw the Wild. Of course, St. Louis, and it would felt so good for the Wild to at least get one against St. Louis, even though it was a home game. And St. Louis screwed the Wild at home and on the road last year. Um, yeah. And, yeah, they, they this was a perfect, and the listeners will know exactly what I'm talking about. If, if they've been paying attention to the Minnesota Wild the last three years, this was a classic vintage Josh Harding game. And you know why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and and you know why, don't you? And the, yep. list, and the listeners better know why, too. Josh Harding faced 37 shots, gave up one goal, and the Wild lose one to nothing. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, they just they look like they had no energy whatsoever in that game. They, <sighs> you know, it was pretty bad. There were sloppy and all that um but i guess uh they're uh and they didn't have much speed either uh but um they usually i guess um to get more speed should put like earl in there they're yeah, Robbie earl. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah when he's in there they usually you know come out as winners mm-hmm. he's, he's he's been a solid little piece hasn't he and no uh, yeah, yeah and yeah he didn't get to yeah he didn't he didn't see ice time in this game he was a Healthy stretch. Oh, goody. <laughs> Just, oh, what a pitiful game. I mean, Eric Belanger stayed kind of pretty active. Guillaume Latendretz was, uh, I thought he was the best player on the ice for the Wild. If if you can, well, him or Harding, of course, but Harding wasn't a skater per se. But, yeah, Latendretz did show something. I mean, Koivu got no shots on goal. Man, what a frustrating game this was. Belanger and Latendretz really, to me, stood out, and as did Havlat. Uh, they they had a couple chances. Havlat and Lotta Andres got four apiece. That's that that was nice. That was about half the shots and goal for the game. The Wild had nineteen shots and goal. That's that's just not good enough. Yeah, uh, sum up the game would be uh, when uh, Belanger passed to uh, was it or no was a uh, was a Lotta Andres passed to uh, Belanger. Yeah, and he had a wide open goal, yep. and somehow yep. it went to the right. Um, oh, I remember that very well. Yeah, it, it was going to be a one timer. Yeah, yeah, he had a no. It, it was yeah, it was he he, he could have had the left corner easily. I mean yeah. easily, but he just he just lost it. He just lost possession of the puck, and it was uh, that was quite frustrating. That was uh, so good. Good catch there. Yeah, I I do remember that play. I I wouldn't have remembered it without you there. That was a mm, that was a stinger. They that yeah. should have been. Yeah, he should have had that, and he didn't. It's just one of those deals. And the Wild just that that's one of the things you know that I could kind of segue to super quick is how the Wild don't seem to have 
they just don't have that dominant score, and that's one of the things that's kind of been holding them back, at least the last two years for sure. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it just looked like we uh, lacked the pizzazz in that game. Yeah, that, that that was the key. I mean, it wasn't because we didn't have a good score. Because, I mean, we have guys who are decent. But, yeah, it was just a – it was definitely a lack of effort and a huge disappointment. So mm-hmm. we'll definitely conclude that game now before I get too mad. <laughs> or, or, or probably either of us do when we start dropping F-bombs on the air. Uh, so we'll Break take – my new Mac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we'll take a real quick break, and we're going to get into a little more nuggets right after this. And we're back here on Brave the Wild, episode number 35, which is a reminder for iPod, MP3 players, and Microsoft Zoom users. Welcome back again. So now <laughs> we had a extended game reviews. There was, there was just you know it was it's a lot more entertaining when I could banter back and forth with with Neil. That was really a lot of fun. Or um, so now we'll get into a couple other issues. Of course, Laton Dress has just been a huge piece of the wild. Of course, you know we 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 can't stop talking about him, can we? Oh no, no, we we can't. As the at the time of the Pittsburgh game, the wild was fifth. And six with Laton Dress in the lineup. So now you could technically make it. Excuse me. You can technically make it 16 and seven with Laton Dress in the lineup. That is pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, especially for a team that. What what do they hold? Yeah, yeah, the the 10th seed in the Western Conference. They're not even a playoff team yet. Yet. Yeah, look look at that record. (laughs) That's pretty. That's pretty exciting. And. uh, you got to like the Wilds' chances if that if that pace can continue. Yeah, you know you can't really guarantee that. Um, unfortunately, yeah, the Western Conference. It seems everybody's above five hundred in the Western Conference. Everybody is. St. Louis is the thirteenth seed, yet they're above five hundred. Mm-hmm. Man, it's like yeah, I think, oh. I think we're only a few a uh, few points uh, from out of the playoffs right now. Yeah, we're four points behind the Los Angeles Kings with. We have 51, they have 55. Chicago's way up there with 68. They're, yeah, Chicago might be the pick to win the whole thing this year, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would be a shame, yeah, because, I mean, obviously, if you if you watch the North Stars and you supported them, the Blackhawks were the team you loathed with a passion. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even though it didn't help when uh, Pittsburgh beat us in that one uh, championship game. Yeah, that, that's for sure. That's absolutely for sure. Mm. But also, yeah, how uh, other other numbers with Laton Dress too that are of note. That he uh, he leads the league with eight with eight even strength goals. That is pretty crazy. Leads the league with eight even strength goals. How about that? Well, that that that's nuts. Yeah, it's, I guess a lot, lot lots of power plays across the NHL, huh? Yeah. <laughs> At least since, excuse me, since since December fifteenth, he leads the league with eight even strength goals. That's the key. I might have wanted to mention that, huh? That would help. But also, Eric Belanger has been on fire of late. He has had a he had eleven points in, excuse me, twelve points now in the last twelve games. That's that's a nice run for a guy who's more of a thirty point a year guy. Mm-hmm. 
So you got to like what Eric Belanger has been doing of late. Um, so also now the final topic really of the day. Pierre-Marc Bouchard. Pierre-Marc <laughs> Bouchard. He played one game. That was the season opener. Had a severe concussion. And he's still not even close to returning. So concu- con- yeah, concussion junction absolutely has its mainstay. Conjunction junction. Yeah. Well, it's uh, part of the part of the old wild uh, team. Uh, seems like we're losing them left and right. I can't even buy myself a jersey without uh, retiring it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he was one of the few guys left from the beginning. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have been taken off. Of course, Gabrick, Fernandez, guys like that. Um, one My of the heartbreaker few... would be Parrish. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't work out, did he? Uh, I thought he was gonna, you know, uh, be a main stay here in Minnesota, and yeah, he mm-hmm. got hurt in that playoff game, and that was the end. We saw him. Mm-hmm. That was the end of him. He just he wasn't the same guy that he was with the New York Islanders. Just uh, didn't work out in Jock's system, and uh, he had a nice little run with Dallas. Now, well, not much going on with him right now either, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, really, the whole thing with uh, getting back on final topic is uh, Pierre-Marc Bouchard, just what, what a shame. I mean, some people are even talking about this. Uh, you never know. There, there's a very good chance he won't play in, at all the rest of the year. And a uh, concussion at that level, you just never know. Will will he return ever? Yeah, it's a pretty uh, rough thing when you're talking about the brain, and, you know, um, it can get pretty mixed up. Um, I don't know how much uh, concussions he's had in his, you know, NHL history. You know, some players have said, they, you know, they've had plenty of concussions that you know they just never tell anyone about because mm-hmm. you know they don't want to not play and and yeah that that's a trick you never know if he hit it or who knows with that previous regime with what they did with brent burns last year that was a real hmm, that was a real bleep shocker right there when we found out that story i mean that was off the charts wasn't it the whole you know we didn't you didn't know if that was a if the wild management hit it or if Brent Burns hit it or what the deal was, but one way or another, that was, that was just, that was like unforgivable what happened with Brent Burns last year. Yeah. And you, you know, yeah, you, you never do know if they hide it somehow. Maybe it was a mild one and it just kept, you know, it never really recovered. And then bam, the worst hit ever happens. Um, but other than that, Bouchard had been a pretty uh, durable guy until lately. He just, the, the last two years, it hasn't been the same for him. Yeah, Not that's too bad. Uh, that's too bad. We he went down like that. Mm-hmm. And now the talk is, yeah, he's he's saying no, he's not giving up on the rest of the season yet. That maybe he'll feel better in two weeks, can start working out and get back in shape. You never know. I have to stay positive, I guess, is what Bouchard says. And uh, well, that's pretty much all he can say at this point in time. Um. Yeah, it's it's just a big question mark. It's just he's he's still got that golden he's still got the throne and concussion junction, unfortunately. Um, so that's pretty much pretty much where things stand. Anything else you'd like to uh any other topic you'd like to bring to the table? Uh no, uh just um the concussion thing. It is a pretty big problem. Uh they're 
you know, they're even talking about changing some of the rules and uh, how hard you can go in and hit them and whatever, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, it, that's a big issue even in uh, the lower levels of hockey. I've seen it when I've been playing. I played hockey in high school and whatever, you know, below. So, yeah. It's been a, yeah, it's definitely been an issue. And, of course, uh, Nick Letty. Nick Letty missed about half the Gover season with a massive concussion, broken jaw, just, whew, you know, right, right off the bat for him, too. It was his first game with the Gophers, that first-round draft pick. Nick Letty, the, hopefully the next future superstar defenseman someday. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's been concussion junction. It's like it's 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 all hockey. It's not just the wild, unfortunately. Yep, that's it. Unfortunately for everyone else, yeah, it's just scary stuff. Yeah, it is. It just seems to be the number one topic on this show lately. <laughs> Pretty much the last six months, really. I hate to say. Yep, all, going all the way back to our first show together back in the spring. So, yep. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna we're gonna look to call it an end here. So, but first and foremost, we'd like you to join the message boards on the sportsstuff.com. There's a button that says TSS boards in the upper right hand corner of the website. Do click on that, then there is a button, or there is a uh, link, excuse me, in the left-hand side that says register. Just click on that, and you're you're on the way. It's 100% free and 100% fun. We'd like uh, as many hockey fans as we can on there because we need more and more. The NHL section needs a boost, and we need you Minnesotans out there to jump on board. It would only help oh so much. It really would. And also the phone lines, we need you to call into the show. It would really help. 209-736-7877, Leave a, it, it is a voicemail, so imagine you're calling in for Brave the Wild, and uh, state your opinion, opine, leave your name in town and opine, so that's pretty much where things are going to stand now, we will talk about the Minnesota Wild, of course, next week, as we're going to keep things going here, we're not going to be going away at all, we're going to talk about those Damn Phoenix Coyotes, the Dallas Stars, Detroit, and Columbus. Well, at least actually not not Columbus. We'll probably be in by Friday before the Columbus game. But uh, three teams that have definitely given the Wild trouble pretty much forever. At least in, ever since Gabrick left with Phoenix, the Wild uh, used to succeed against Phoenix until the last two years. That's out the window. Dallas has kind of been an up-and-down pain in the ass, and Detroit is Detroit. You can pretty much fill in the blank there with Detroit, so... Schedule doesn't get much easier. You go to Phoenix, you go to Dallas, you're home for Detroit. So you can only hope for the best. The Wild have got to keep fighting for that final playoff spot. And uh, we'll get to those games and we'll get to new topics. Hopefully the concussion junction continues to uh, lighten. Less and less a concussion junction and more health for the Minnesota Wild. So until then, do take care, everybody. 